Bing bada boom. Realist guys in the room. Uh, we're not doing Enzo. Now I'm leaving. <laughs> you, you know the only the only thing that made me uh, I, I guess the only thing that softens my stance on Enzo oh. is that I hate Dick Cassie even more. Yeah. Like, like at least Enzo had legitimate charisma. Yeah, and he was somewhat entertaining. So right, he had, he a, had a, rib a legitimate charisma. Big Cass is just a dope. He's always been a dope. Oh, you're right. All right. Ready? I guess so. Jump right in. Fuck, what is this? This is the High Wrestlecast episode nine. Is it nine? It's nine. All right, cool. That's it's what I nine. Okay. We were talking about big plans for ten, but... We don't have them yet. We're slacking. And we don't I guess, even have big plans for nine. So. We don't have big plans for nine. We're going to kind of wing it. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, Yeah. But I think that's going to be the episode. So welcome, everyone. Yes. Kyle WrestleCast, episode nine. You can see how focused, driven we are today. It's been it's been a crazy time the past few weeks. It's, I think it, it's, it has. We're allowed to be a little unfocused. It, it has. And what's uh, what's a shame about that is we're coming off of a couple really good episodes. We had our underrated, overrated matches, which I thought was a lot of fun. For sure, we did our watch alongs, which hopefully you guys watched along, uh, participated in those with us. Um, uh, and then we had my story, which uh, we talked about. Uh, when we finished doing that up. We had a we had we had a couple of cold ones in us, and and uh, I definitely I, did. <laughs> I always and, do. And we and I left there, and I didn't feel good about that episode. I thought it was me rambling on quite a bit. Um, and I just didn't feel good about it. And then I actually had a couple of friends listen to it before I did. They yeah. said that, and they, they said, man, they really, really liked it, and they were excited to get more content. So uh, shout out out there, uh, John Thomas, Big Dan Candry. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, and then they, they, they told me that they really enjoyed hearing those sort of stories. And I listened back, and it was better than I remembered. I thought we actually busted out a really good episode. For sure. Um, I talked to a buddy of mine, uh, Tom Dunn, who's a referee manager. He's been part of the independent scene for a long, long time. Uh, referees up at AIW in Cleveland, one of the top indie promotions around. Talked to him a little bit on a show and said that he listened. And, and we talked about you know how I mentioned that uh, how more difficult it was to get into the business back then. You, I mean, the world is so different now in 2018 than it was in 2002. Definitely. Even though the internet was around and things like that. And we talked about how easy it is nowadays to get your foot in the door. No, it's not easy to be successful. You still have to work really hard, grind, make towns, connections, social media presence. So many things that, that goes into really becoming a, a superstar and making some money in the business nowadays. But we had a good talk about how it was just very difficult getting into it. You couldn't Google search wrestling schools near me. It didn't yeah. it didn't exist. You had to kinda have a know. You kinda had to have a connection and you and really do some research and and it was much, much tougher to get your foot in the door back then. So we had a really good talk about how things were back in the day. A couple of old farts like us, you know. Yeah. Any stories you want to share with us, sir? Like anything that we I, man, I think we're going to save it for for uh, a good, a Wilbur a Wilbur Part Two. I think gotcha. we'll no, we'll, we'll pocket all the road stories, pocket some of the backstage stories. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll bust that. I think we got a show in the bank at any time with those. And, no, you're uh, absolutely. That's... And I might and I might talk to some old friends and uh, and you know because hey, a lot of those stories there was a couple of. Uh, adult beverages after the show and then maybe our memories are skewed a little bit so maybe i have to piece together the puzzle on some of those stories no, I but i think once we do so i think we'll have a lot of fun and no. uh maybe uh yeah hey you know you never know we got some got some buddies out there in the business that are a fan of our podcast maybe bring them in for some uh, guest appearances for sure i think we got all that in the bank going forward cool no i, I like where your head's at i don't know why i didn't think of it like that <laughs> myself knowing me 
But uh, yeah, yeah it, but so it's been a little while since we got together and talked some wrestling. A lot has happened in wrestling. A lot, a lot has happened in real life. I mean, shoot. Uh, yeah, lots happened to you specifically. So. Well, yeah, man, and I, I won't get you know uh, super sentimental or in depth them here on our podcast. But had a really scary car wreck uh, not long after our last podcast, around the end of July. Uh, high speed crash, and uh, luckily me and my my two little girls were in the car. We're all doing we're okay. We're all yeah. physically okay. A lot of residual effect going on. Uh, you know, I got banged up a decent bit. I'm still going this through um, physical therapy for my shoulder. Got a little jacked up, and I've uh, had to cancel slash uh, amend some of my booking dates. Not physically able to compete, uh, insurance purposes, and yeah, I'm 34 years old now. I'm getting getting too old to be done with my body. Before yeah. I wouldn't have gave a shit. Oh, my shoulders hanging up. Like, well, I can work. I'll just just throw right hand and punch this whole time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Big Wolverine. Back yeah, there. there you go. Heal much faster. But you can't can't do that anymore. Got to play it safe, and so. Uh, on the wrestling side of things, uh, a little disheartened lately. I mean, uh, you know, missed out on a you know a match I was looking forward to with Mid Ohio Wrestling. I actually have a a booking this Saturday up in Elyria with Mega Championship Wrestling that I'm not going to be able to make because uh, I'm not physically cleared to compete. So, uh, you know, personally, a little disheartened right now with yeah. with wrestling and what it is. And I, I think that's imagine. I think it's kind of going to factor into what we're going to talk about today. With wrestling as a whole, I mean, we, you know, where I personally stand with wrestling and and what's going on with the current product. Still a fan, of course. Wouldn't be sitting here talking to you if if we weren't. Yeah. But I do. I have a different aspect, uh, different way of looking at wrestling. You For know. Sure. Absolutely. Oh yeah, I, I, I should. I guess I told you that good story before we got here uh, about said amending that booking. So Mid Ohio yeah. Wrestling. Uh, We'll go in with as the tag team champions, and I and I mentioned that I'm not going to be able to wrestle. I can't physically do it. Well, we're the champions. We, we that I don't know when I'm going to be cleared, so got to get the belts off. So we came in with a plan where you know the bad guys. So there's a general manager. He's a bad guy, and he's going to basically say that my <laughs> my drug test came up hot, which is, <laughs> is, is a, if you look at me, that's a joke. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know some banned substances. Uh, some banned substances or something. So. I got so the plan is I get to the building and there's never any plan at all of me physically wrestling. I'm okay, you know, that I'm I'm at peace with that. So it's it's whatever, but I get dressed like I'm about to wrestle because we're gonna do that swerve in the ring. So I get dressed, we get our pop coming out, the music hits, big pop, crowds into it, they're excited for the match, and now the adrenaline's gone. Now all that where it was like ah, I didn't care, now it's gone, now I'm pumped and yeah. I can't do anything. Yeah. So I get the tag and as soon as we get to get to wrestling the GM says, you know, blah 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 blah. You got a hot test. You can't, you can't wrestle. You got to get out of here. Go to the back, and that's the storyline. So I'm mad. I'm selling, and I'm pissed off. You know, and blah blah. This is BS. And blah 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 blah. And then I get to the back, and the adrenaline dumps, and I sit down in my chair. And again, no intention of wrestling the entire night, but just being out there and the adrenaline going. And I sit down in the chair, and like I was sad. Yeah. Like a little mad, like because the accident, or we weren't at fault at all. Like you know, so you get a little bit frustrated, that sort of thing. But like just sad, you know. Again, I was real life was taking over, and wrestling was taking a back seat. But being out there, uh difficult really difficult moment man and so uh, i believe it hoping to get physically cleared hoping to get back out there as soon as possible that's that's for sure well 
I'm hoping so as well. So. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, my man. Shit. I can only imagine what that's like. I said earlier, it's it's kind of like those stories you hear people injured and having to sit out WrestleMania and watch it from the stands. <laughs> yeah. I, like, again, it's not on that level, of course, but but it is when you're... For you, it kind of is. Part of something that you love and there's something that's outside of your control that's keeping you from it. Yeah. It's difficult. There's a lot of emotions that go into that. You know, There's frustration, there's sadness, there's anger, there, there's all that, and it's... It is. It's difficult. Difficult even to this day. As I mentioned, you know, we're, we're filming this on a Thursday in two days. I was scheduled to have a booking with uh, Chris. You know, Chris Cole has been one of my long, long, long time friends in the wrestling business. We've never teamed together. We we're scheduled to tag team up there in Illyria. I mean, I, I sent the text about a week ago saying, hey, I was hoping to get physically cleared and I'm not. And that's a hard thing to do. You know, no. like that's a it is. I, I've always taken pride in not canceling bookings. I know this is out of my control. No, there's nothing I can do about it. I know that. It still doesn't make me feel good. No, that, you know? like, that's the worst part about it is you can't do anything about it. You're helpless. Right. You feel helpless. You do. You, you absolutely do. Even if, if it was something that was my fault, if I did something stupid, I could at least say, like, well, you shouldn't have done that. That's on you. Learn from it. You know, but, like, it is. It's a very helpless feeling, as you mentioned. So, uh, but, you know, that's that's... That's the sad part of this podcast. Well, I don't know. Maybe we talk about the state of wrestling. We're going to have more sad parts of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I catch everybody up on what we've been doing and uh, what's going on. And and, uh, and it made me realize, too, how much of a part wrestling is in my life. We have a experience like that. And again, it takes a back seat to you know, your health and, and just, just real life in general. But actually being out there with wrestling in front of me and going, I can't, I'm not allowed to be a part of this. And that sucked. Yeah. It, it absolutely sucked. Well, even you, you said earlier uh, that like you, you were almost like, yes, fuck it. I'm, I'm just going to wrestle. <laughs> you're like, no, uh, I yeah, I, I'm out there. I get tagged in and, uh, and it's just, it went through my brain. I'm like, call this audible, call the GM off and be like, let's just go. <laughs> yeah, Cause I wanted okay. to so bad. Wait, 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 just let me be in the match. Oh, I wanted to so bad, but, uh, no, you can't. Uh, you can't be have have insurance pay for an injury and then go out there and uh, be a professional wrestler. It just doesn't work that yeah, way. Yeah, you become a liability at that point. You definitely become a liability. You can't sit there and talk about injuries that sustained in an accident, which are legit. I've been lucky in my wrestling career. I really sustained very very few injuries, uh, but I was also lucky in an automobile and. <laughs> and so maybe, sure. maybe you're luck, lucky. You feel like your luck runs out sometimes. That's kind of a feeling I got going on right now. So. Yeah. Better well, to not chance it. I don't. I, I'm sure you're long. It's a long time from the end, sir. I I, I hope so. I, I mean, do. You're, I do. You're, I do. You're here, you're My buddy, we, we are. We're talking. We're talking wrestling. My buddy Hayes knew it. He's like, you lost your smile for like the month, man. It happens. Uh, <laughs> and, and in the Indies, we we all have that. We're like Shawn Michaels. At the you, you I mean you do sometimes the shows in front of you and you just go. I don't even. I don't really care. Like and that's a terrible feeling to have. You should always care. Yeah. But it happens, man. And in this case, it's something. It was a big event that that took it. But sometimes you do. It's just other stuff. Real life happening. Girls, friends, jobs, etc. Other stuff can get on your mind. Then there's your show coming up and be like, uh, and you kind of. I mean, we do on the Indies. You do. You lose your smile every once in a while. You're like, eh, I just don't even care. And that's a terrible thing because the guy you're wrestling probably cares a lot. Yeah. So it's unfair to him that you're going out there not caring. Uh, it's unfair to other guys that probably want your spot on that card. You know what I mean? There's so there's so many young indie guys out there just looking for bookings. And I'm a guy who's been around for 16 years now, and I can get those bookings because I've established myself. But if I'm going into the show going, I don't really care that I'm here. That's that's not fair to those kids. No, like it's no. it's just not. 
So I, you, you try to squash that. I lost my smile bug. You do. But it comes up sometimes. Well, don't don't let it discourage you too much. This is something that's kind of came up a lot recently within the past, past few weeks, just sure. with, in the wrestling business and in life in general. And even with, like, like DDP was on Joe Rogan the other day. Right? Okay. And he, you've seen, like, the resurrection of Jake the Snake, and he's got, like, a new documentary coming out about Scott Hall, how he saved Scott Hall. Cool. And uh, how many times have you heard people say the same scenario in their wrestling career and they're still wrestling today and they're who they are today or something like it's that doesn't just really happen in wrestling it happens in life i think it happens in life yeah and uh i i think your real life outside of wrestling can definitely influence your wrestling oh absolutely when when it's when it's a big part of your life if real life is is kind of shitty at that moment or a lot of things are going on it's gonna kill a little bit of your wrestling passion there for a second just like anything like there's somebody making a movie and uh they're going through a divorce oh yeah yeah like for instance Zack snyder his daughter killed herself or something i didn't even know that and uh, that's why he left um justice league or whatnot okay things get fucked up but Again, how many times have you heard that story and it's somebody that you love and respect that's saying that? Sure. You know what I mean? So sure. Like, it's ups and downs, really. Yeah, man. And actually, it's, it's that's funny. We didn't pre-plan talking about this at all. Uh, but <laughs> no, I, was, I was talking to my girlfriend about that yet. Literally last night where I said, like, if every day, nine out of ten things that happen to you are good, mm. right? That's a pretty good, that's a good odds, yeah, right? Really but good. that one thing is going to affect you. It's going to, it's going to hamper you. It's going to, it's going to rest on you. Yeah. You're going to dwell on that one bad thing. And, and it's, it's going to make you question those odds, even though you know those sure, odds are sound. Sure, sure. If you wrote them down, every 10, I ate bacon, I ate eggs, and those were good. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. But my waffle was a little undercooked. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to sit there and talk about how bad, like, man, I uh, kind of had a shitty waffle today. Like, <laughs> You know, you are. You're going to focus like on on the bad thing. Like it's just what we do. It's I don't know. It's unfortunate, it's but human nature, it's really. human nature, I guess. And uh, yeah, you know, trying to grow as people in real life, and you if you recognize that, try to change that. That's kind of where I'm at right now, and I'm no, and I'm good. all right with that. You that's know, a good headspace to be in. But uh, man, we got off that wrestling path pretty quick. We did. We kind of stayed on it too. I mean, it's a podcast. Yeah, that's right? true. We're people. We're gonna talk. Well, we could apply that logic to wrestling if we wanted to, because you know, we, we were talking coming into this. We said we were overdue to to shoot a pod, and but what do we talk about? And there's a lot happening, but there's I don't know, not a lot we're excited about. Yeah. And, and you know, and but I mean, if we go back and look at that, we look at the positives, what we enjoyed, instead of talking about. You know why in the shit are they doing Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar again? Yeah. Like it, it could probably you could probably start selling yourself a little bit, and that was that was SummerSlam as a whole actually for me. Yeah, I, I looked at that, and the top of the card was Roman and Brock, and I'm going into it going like I don't even care. And then you looked at the undercard, and you go, well, AJ and Samoa Joe, AJ yeah. Styles and Samoa Joe are guys that we absolutely grew up on on the independent scene, trying to get tapes. You would watch TNA just for those guys, yep. and like Chris Daniels, you know. Yep. So, and now now they're fighting for the WWE Championship, WWE Championship at SummerSlam. That's awesome. That, that was actually probably the best match of the night. Oh, I thought it was a great match. Uh, you know, Daniel Bryan, The Miz, and Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson is a guy that we've loved for years and years and years, and he's back, and he's got this big time feud with The Miz. 
and you know, and you know, and they they've done everything right. They've yeah. done the great video packages. They brought up the history. Built it up for two years. I, I thought the match was very good. I mean, so they did a lot of things right. So going into SummerSlam, I think it was that that thing at the top, that one negative thing, Roman and Brock, and you're like, we didn't want that at WrestleMania, and it sucked. And yeah. You're giving it to it again. We we don't want that. But then, like, oh, what's underneath it? Yeah, I know, like, um, like Josh and Jeff and uh, Evan, a lot of guys are kind of sour on Ronda Rousey, but yeah. but she's but she's over over like fuck. See, I don't think she does bad in the ring. I just uh, she botches a little bit, but sure. she she corrects it too, like the next time or like she does a little better every time. Although that she did a, a hell of a debut match at WrestleMania. The WrestleMania match was incredible, and if anybody disagrees, I mean, you're just you're, yeah. you're not right. That, you're, that, you're not. that put me on Team Ronda. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, she got she got a lot of clout from the wrestling community. But she she needs forward. to kind of just be herself. She can't come out and be herself and all smiles and happy and shit, and then just be like angry <laughs> Ronda. Ronda. Yeah, like it's just cringeworthy. No, I I can get that. And then on the flip side, as a guy, I'd, I'd hate to go back and watch my videos in my first six months in the business. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, and She's very she, green. And she brings the legitimacy. I mean, if you had you know Mike Tyson and his day, or uh, you know, or who? I mean, let's let's say who's a top MMA star today? Uh, you had Stipe Miocic, right? Yeah. And you brought him into your to your wrestling show. He wouldn't be a great pro wrestler today, but no. you would want to watch him. You'd want to recognize him. He has sure. name value. You can't blame them for what they're doing at all. You you. I'm just ignoring it. Sorry, Sorry people. <laughs> you can't blame them for doing it. You can't blame. And Ronda Rousey, really. I mean, is I mean, Conor McGregor, I guess, is the biggest MMA star. You brought him in today. Now, now he's tons of charisma. He, he probably got there, cut a promo. promo, but he wouldn't be able to wrestle right away. Yeah, and he wouldn't be able to adapt to what we know in professional wrestling. It takes years and years and years to get, you know, how to sell things correctly and the cameras and just everything. It's a big deal. So she's she's got some. There's going to take some time before she's going to completely mold right in. But I don't know if you want her to mold right in. You want her to be different. And I agree with you. Yeah. I, I'm not a huge fan. Of some of the you know, smiley Ronda, angry Ronda, like you know, it's just, basically two things. Just play into the camera and stuff. Just just be a badass. Just be like your normal badass. Son. Right. Because they're all scared to be anywhere. You could kick all of their asses probably, and. Even some of the dudes, maybe, but it's. I, I like her. I, I'm I, I do for too. Her. I'm rooting for her too, and I and uh, I I'd see it as an attraction. I mean, like, I wanted to watch that match. I wanted to see what was going to happen. Yeah. You know, I wanted to see her in Alexa Bliss. So that had me. I know one uh, match at SummerSlam that definitely what you want to talk about is the uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Carmella match. Loved it. Loved it. And there's a there's a see there's a, there's a thing as we go back to what we just talked about ten minutes ago that nine out of ten things are probably good and the ten things bad is gonna gonna get you. Yeah. So there's another thing that's good. I think that's a really good thing they got going on right now. They had the Becky Lynch heel turn. But in but Kinda, yeah. nowadays in 2018 it's not so black and white. No. This is you know this is what happened. Becky's the plucky underdog. She busted her ass. She got her title shot. Her big buddy, who's who is the who's the top dog, always been the top dog. Waltzes right in in her match. Just handed wins handed the match. Now did Charlotte do anything wrong? No, but does every we've all been there, man. We've all been there. We've we've had the cute girl that kind of likes us, and then our good looking buddy has interest in her too. And then I mean, what are you gonna do? Exactly. You know, you got the That's job. The it. job's coming up, and and you've been busting your ass. But then again, your buddy 
who's just he's he's better than you. He's going to come and he gets the job out in front of you. Yeah. They didn't really do anything wrong. No, no. You didn't do anything wrong, I mean, but the situation sucks. And that's kind of Becky Lynch right now. The situation sucks. And you know what? Fuck it. Goes yeah. out there and beats the shit out of her. And, that, so, and I don't know if everybody's saying like WWE is doing it wrong because they want Becky to be the heel. And we're not booing Becky. We love Becky. I don't know that's what they're doing. I don't know they're saying she has to be a heel. No, she's just, she's being a human. She's like being a we human. all relate to her. That's why we're on. That's why we still cheer. Like when she's saying, this is bullshit. We're like, yeah, it is bullshit. You're absolutely it is. right. It is bullshit. But at the same time, we know that like Charlotte deserves it just as sure. much as anybody else. What did she do wrong? So we don't hate Charlotte either. No, so this is a weird rivalry. But you, but you, but you, you don't know whose side you're you on. You hate her. You know you're definitely on Becky's. You side. hate her in the sense that most of us, as just wrestling fans in society, most of us are underdogs. Yeah, we just are. We can relate. The best, the, the 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 best looking people, the most qualified people, the best athletes, the top tier is the top tier. It's it's the the one percenters, man. There's not there's way less of them than there are of us. Yep. So we relate yep. to to the underdogs and all that. And what will most likely happen, which will make a lot of sense, is Charlotte will eventually go to the fans. Well, fuck you. Mm-hmm. What did I do wrong? I'm sorry I'm the best. Yeah. Sorry Becky wasn't good enough to win the match. Tough shit. I Actually, am. And now now you got a heel. And now you exactly. got a baby face. And now you got a match that I want to watch. Hell, you're right, dude. Maybe they aren't trying to make her a heel. Maybe they're trying to make her like a super fucking hard baby face and they're setting you up for a charlotte heel turn back yeah. to heel yeah i mean because who knows maybe maybe they're building up this shit for what they're probably the, the gonna evolution wrestle pay-per-view evolution, yeah yeah and becky's and it, gonna lose and charlotte's gonna be like you know what fuck you guys yeah, they could easily do that, or they could have Becky get the big win on the big show, and uh, you know maybe the you know conquering the bully sort of story. There's there's some there's some time before we get there. Yeah, uh, but I mean uh, that that's one that I was I'm interested in, and of no, course, sure. hey, listen, Josh is probably going to listen to this or watch this. <laughs> yeah. It's not oh. discard. It's not discount Carmella. <laughs> yeah, she did a good job in her role. She did a good job with the role she was given. Josh goes, ah, she's so white trash. I love her. Like, <laughs> See, I don't, what I don't understand is all the hate for Becky. He like he doesn't really hate Becky, but he thinks like he thinks very, very low of Becky. It's weird. Hey, hey, and, hey man. And, and don't even get me started. Like, don't even talk trash about the looks, Josh. Different, I'll, I'll different fucking... strokes for different folks. But you know, sometimes people yeah. are just wrong, and that's that's what we have I don't right know. here. It's just like Becky is <laughs> drop dead gorgeous, and when Josh Griffiths, yeah, you Josh Griffiths, says she isn't, it just irks the fuck out. <laughs> it just irks the fuck out because it's just not true. <laughs> But I'll leave it at that. So we'll leave, we'll leave it there. So Summer <laughs> SummerSlam was a was a huge event that you know it happened a little while ago, a couple of weeks ago as we're filming this, but we need to take the time to talk about it. How about the other event that happened last Saturday? Now you watched it. I was at work. Oh, yeah. I was at work slinging drinks. I didn't get a chance to see it. I, I didn't watch it that night. I actually watched it yesterday. Oh, okay. Well, you're caught up. We're talking about All In, of course. It was uh, All In, man. It, Nobody has sold out, uh, sold 10,000 seats in the United States besides the WWE um, since WCW has been gone. Nobody's done it. It was a bet from Dave Meltzer saying he didn't think anybody could do it. Cody Rhodes basically said, I'll take that bet. Yeah. Him and the Young Bucks funded the show on their own. Did They bankrolled the entire show. Yeah. 
and they sold it out in I think like less than thirty minutes, which is just out of this world amazing. Yeah, um, that's I mean really was... really really cool. So I watched the first hour on WGN. They had the zero hour. It was a free. Oh, was, okay. They had the Briscoes versus uh, Kazarian and Scorpio Sky, and then they had a battle royal, which I don't know if you saw that. One of the most entertaining battle royals I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I had to watch that coming home from work, so I didn't get a chance to catch it. You did. Uh, have at it, man. What did you think of All In? Well, I didn't. I didn't see the Battle Royal and everything. That must have been before the actual, like the pre-show. That was that was free. Yeah, it wasn't okay. on the pay-per-view. I, I just saw the pay-per-view. Okay, but uh, it was it was it was good. It was like it reminded me very much of what like WWE and WCW were before the Attitude Era ended. Like, oh it, yeah, it was. I mean, they, it wasn't like rated R or anything, but there was definitely like mature things in it. Like, you definitely felt like it was an alternative, yes. right? It was an alternative yeah, like, to what we've je- what we've been offered for the past seventeen years since yeah. WCW shut down. Yeah, it's okay. And it offered you people from Ring of Honor, NWA, and even New Japan. Sure, which was cool. It was like a collaboration. and AAA Lucha guys were all over that yeah. show as well. And. uh it, it was cool. I definitely liked, like, I was, it was four hours long, which I was mm-hmm. like, damn, I had to pause it a few times, so it took me, like, half the day to fucking watch sure. it. Sure, oh, yeah. But uh, it was, it was good. Um, well, what I read is that, you know, the, a couple of the matches went long, and that's something that is, that, that's something that you don't think about. They had so many great professional wrestlers, so it's easy to put these two guys together, go out and have a great professional wrestling match. Yeah. What's a little more difficult is we have X amount of time for this segment, for the entrances, for the post-match, for these promos, for these, you know, video packages, X amount of time for all this. So I heard a couple of matches went a little long, leading to that the main event six-man being cut pretty short. So timing issues and stuff like that. If you ever um, look into... ECW's first pay-per-view in 97 was barely legal. Mm. Basically, they had Terry Funk beating Raven, and as soon as the bell was rang, belt in the air, off the air. And that was it. If they didn't get to that, and they didn't get to the finish, if they were 10 seconds late, nobody would have saw the finish. They were off the air. It's a pay-per-view. You're off the air at 11 o'clock. You're you're done. This went off pretty quickly as well. Yeah, yeah. So that's something they'll probably have to learn. Uh, well, I think they were well aware of that too, because during a lot of the match, like even especially during the Kenny Omega match, they kept talking about how he's done seventy-five minute match. Sure, like yeah, th- like they t- said a few times they talked about like lengthy matches yeah. of certain wrestlers, and I was just like, okay, they're they're kind of selling it as a, like a normal thing. Yeah. Well, that's a good story to tell, that Kenny Omega, hey, you can go 75 minutes if you want to. Yeah, yeah like epic battles. What did you shit. find the uh, best match of the night to be? Um. That six-man tag team match was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, was, and I didn't know much about the Young Bucks. I saw certain things here and there on the right. internet about them, but uh, that sold me on them. I was like, this is yeah. really fucking good. Yeah. Like, I was Snapchatting, like just filming the screen, <laughs> Snapchatting certain spots. But. Whoa. Well, I need to follow you on Snapchat because I, I got to see anything you got. Uh, <laughs> but the, the match I was anticipating the most was Kenny Omega and... Pentagon. Yeah. I've seen Pentagon in Lucha Underground. And if you're watching Lucha Underground, it's it's a fun show to watch, but it's hard to focus in on one particular talent as being great. Like, I've seen yeah. Pentagon on there. But then again, if I watch one episode, there's eight different mask guys that are all talented. It's kind of hard to focus in. But I've heard great things about Pentagon, and uh, I'm very familiar with Kenny Omega. I've actually seen him in Ring of Honor before he really blew up to the star he is today. Yeah. Just tons and tons of talent with that, dude. Kenny, Kenny Omega is good. I've seen a couple. Of his, I saw the Chris Jer- him and Chris Jericho, yeah. the first one anyway, and... Yeah. Uh, 
I, I think I saw a couple things on the internet with like back when AJ was still. Doing oh, okay, shit. gotcha. But he had a series of matches with Okada, who was on that pay per view with Marty Skrull. That match was actually super, like slow. Yeah, a little slower like, than you thought. Super slow. Like it was all, like them just fucking with each other, like slapping each other and then slapping them back, or right. just like playing to the crowd and shit like that. That match, I almost which, fell asleep. Which tells a story, but then they see that that's where the problem lies. If you're going 25 minutes in the middle of a card on a show that has to be tight for time constraint, maybe not. Yeah. You try to tell your story in 12, 15 minutes. Not only that, but it was this. It was the second to last match, I believe. No, I, uh, so. I thought o- Omega. Pentagon was second to last in the six man, so maybe it was before that. Was it? I believe so. If I, I, thought, if I recollect, I thought it was the other way around. I thought it was Omega. Oh, it might be. You watch it, and, and I didn't. Then, I was. I just read. I read I what happened on the internet. Because, like I said, I was pausing and uh, rolling back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I seen Adam Page and Joey Janela had a match. A Chicago Street Fighter hurt was a lot of fun. That that I liked that match a lot. And the, did you hear about the ending? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the controversial part of all of that, which I've heard. You know. So many people that take wrestling very seriously, or at least pretend that they do, are shitting all over that, and they're saying, "Well, on, let's show like this." I and thought da, 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 it was da. fucking hilarious. That's what I'm saying. I have a, I have some friends in the business that go like, "It was fucking funny." Yeah, it was fucking funny. It wasn't ridiculous, of course it was, it's but like it was some shit. The New Age Outlaws would have. Yeah, done but it was funny. Like it was entertaining. It was entertaining. People laughed. You were entertained. That's what it's all about. Dudes walking out in dick suits, and then he he. <laughs> Joey Ryan comes up on the screen and he's there. He's got a fucking lolly, like sucker in his mouth. Yeah. Comes down to the thing, pours oil all over his body, and then fucking does the like dick Jedi mind trick thing <laughs> where he flips him over. Like, I even Snapchatted that. Like, that shit was nothing I, I but mean, it's, comedy gold. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous, but you know what? The crowd's entertained. And uh, I don't, I listen to Jim Cornette's podcast as we talked about before. Huge, huge, huge Midnight Express fan. I'm an old school guy at heart. I am. Um, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the dick flip thing, but I'm not also. No, but I'm not also a kind of guy that says how much it's killing the business, man. Like it's, it's silly. It's meant to be silly. It's all meant to be silly. Foley was putting a sock on his hand. Yeah, you know what I mean for for years. Al Snow was carrying around a dummy. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff that's silly and it doesn't make sense. And if you sit and watch wrestling, and you try to make sense of everything yeah. you're not going to enjoy it yep you know you but you you can enjoy making sense of this guy has a knee injury going in he went for his big move and he hurt his knee doing it oh shit is he going to be able to do that again no you can make and then when it does make sense and there's there's your story in your match that's awesome you're likely to have a really good match if you tell that story well yeah. but sometimes you do a jedi mind trick with the dude's dick and you flip him <laughs> and it entertains the crowd too and and wrestling always gets par- compared to the circus you get a, if you if you don't like the trapeze, you might like the clowns. If you don't yeah. like the clowns, you're going to like the lions. If you don't like the lions, you'll like the elephants. Exactly. You know, you you want a little bit of all of it because even if you like the elephants and you see a show full of the elephants, it gets old. Absolutely. So you do you put a little bit of something on there for everybody. And that's that's exactly what this was. Even with all the different promotions coming together, yeah. Like you had a uh, you had Cody Rhodes and Nick Aldis for the NWA title. NWA title. You had. Um, uh, Jay Lethal had a Ring of Honor title match with which, Flip Gordon. 
Total tribute to Macho Man. Loved yeah, did the Black Machismo. He had uh, Leaping Lanny Poffo out there with him, Macho's actual brother. <laughs> yep, and uh, even, I, I can't remember her name, but the girl he came out with, he was even doing like Miss Elizabeth stuff. Oh, like, yeah. Going out of the ring and pulling yeah. her to the corner and be like, stay here. <laughs> and like, <laughs> like being real possessive and shit. It was fucking Jay, Jay Lethal does the absolute best. Mind. When everybody in the world does a Macho Man impression, oh, you, God, Jay was, Lethal does the best one. He, he's so fantastic. Uh, but, uh, but you enjoyed the show, though. I did, but I before we we move on i can't forget uh the at the end of the kenny omega match the amazing switcheroo uh-huh. they did with Chris uh-huh. that and was no, so good in a day and age where we can read on the internet what's likely going to happen who's there who's not there this is what the plans are da, 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 da. it's so easy yeah. nobody knew jericho was going to be well, there dude the only reason i knew that wasn't uh, Pentagon anymore mm-hmm. is the I, I noticed Jericho's the, the tattoo. tattoo, but even then it was by the time you see him in the ring, you, it's like, oh shit, that might be Chris Jericho. You didn't know, you had no and idea Chris Jericho did. had any intention of being there. If you would have, if you like really did the research where you're like, well, Jericho be there, you would have seen they had a Fozzie concert that night. He made the Fozzie concert that night. You're right. He went and did the run in and then took a, a plane to the Fozzie concert that same night. But you, you couldn't have predicted it. A day that we're always trying to get ahead of the curve and you still get surprised, that's a good feeling. For sure. For sure. They pulled it off. And uh, as soon as he did the code breakers, like, that's Jericho for sure. Yeah. For sure. And then, um, Pulled off the mask. He looked cool with just the fucking shit on his face. Yeah, the, the skeleton, yeah. And I was like, fuck, he should like maybe do that more often. Like, <laughs> long hair. Once he put his long hair down, he looked cool as fuck. He can get into his uh, you know, his metal character and everything with Fozzie even. Like that could be a possibility. For sure. Grabbed the mic and said, I'll, I'll see you at the Jericho, Jericho Cruise, Cruise, which yeah. he's been talking about for For over a year. Yeah. Over a year, yeah. On his podcast. Yeah. So I'm like, sweet. That that even got me more like I kind of already wanted to go on the Jericho cruise, but I know I can go. I'm kind of like, can I get a loan? How can I figure this out? How can I get on that boat? Yeah, like, can I win a contest or something? Yeah, man. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed. And then the ramifications going forward of that show is that there is an alternative to the WWE. There's another group of guys, Cody Rhodes, and, and Cody that was Rhodes, a good match too. I can't Cody, go Cody Rhodes has so much talent, but in reality, like it is what it is. He was a mid card guy in, in the Fed, right? Yep. So he was a mid card guy in the Young Bucks, an independent tag team that hasn't really had their big break. They bankroll a show. And they bring in stars from, you know, guys, you know, Okada's a huge star in Japan, huge stars from Mexico. Really, Rey Mysterio's the biggest star in an American scale. But they put that out there, and they sold a 10,000-seat arena out instantly. It's awesome. New Japan and Ring of Honor have teamed up. They sold out Madison Square Garden for WrestleMania weekend next year. That's so sweet. it's a it's an exciting time for the wrestling business. It really is that the guys are making money first and foremost, which is really good for them. But there's alternatives. There's so many different outlets you can go to watch pro wrestling right now, and people are doing it. And I think it's a great thing. For but, sure. But that's going to lead us into why we haven't done a podcast for a couple of months. Yeah. Why you know uh, as we, we we talked even before we said we need to do a podcast. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. <laughs> so, we're, we're running out of cool little categories of like top these. And we top the- we started with WrestleMania, so now obviously you can't do a WrestleMania every month or anything like that. Or no, Wrestle- like it wouldn't be thing. WrestleMania. That's easy to talk about. SummerSlam is pretty much your second biggest show now, and. Uh, we talked yeah. about maybe the lukewarm interest there. Now, that being said, we talked about Roman and Brock. I thought that match was actually pretty good. I like that it went about six, seven minutes. It was the, the, bang, the, bang, bang. 
thing that made that match exciting to me is is Brock gonna finally lose it? Sure. Gonna, not only that, when they added Braun Strowman, Strowman out there, I was like, okay, this what's right, gonna I'm happen? Watching. And I think they did. They told the story pretty well, actually, with all three guys, yeah, and what and what they decided to go with. So even that that match being kind of the match we were sour on going in, that I think they delivered. Nobody wants to see him go 15 minutes. I think WWE knows that they don't want to go out there 15 minutes and have the crowd shit all over it. Yeah. After a long day of wrestling again not shit over their main event and their top guy going forward. So so we get out of SummerSlam, and it's a pretty good show. You know, we get out of there. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yeah. But here we are, and we're sitting here, you know, in the first week of September, and there's a lot going on, but there's not a lot going on, if that makes any sense at all. No, that makes perfect sense. We got the... Anybody he- in watching wrestling would understand that saying right there. We got the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view coming up, and it kind of feels like they're just treading water with it. Um, kind of how Backlash was when they had that uh, World's Greatest Royal Rumble. It just feels like this is the next one after the really big show. And while there's going to be big matches, it's going to be AJ and Joe again. Uh, doing the mixed tag with Daniel Bryan and, and The Miz. That, that could um, be cool, depending on how they play it out. Roman and Braun is the, the match that they're really building up. So they're giving you big matches, but there's kind of a lukewarm feeling going into it right now? Am I the only one that feels that way? Uh, Luke, I would say lukewarm only in the sense that I've, I'm not expecting a lot, but I think that mm-hmm. might be a good thing. Okay. Now, my comparison was Backlash. That was the first pay-per-view after WrestleMania and there was a little bit of a lukewarm feeling and, they, and it didn't deliver. It wasn't a very good show. No. Uh, that was the one with Joe and Roman in their main event and it wasn't... Not at all. wasn't a very good show. Which I... I with Joe involved, I thought they might do a little bit more, but no, you're right. Yeah, it ended up not being a very good show. Um, so, well, I mean, well, let's just kind of break down what some of the top storylines going in. Um, the Shield has reunited, and it always gets a big pop. But And we talk about the Becky and Charlotte thing, where everything's so black and white anymore. This is what's weird, okay? And if you Let's just break it down, what's actually happened, and, okay. and try to determine who the babyface and the heel is here, right? right? So Braun Strowman wins the money in the bank. Right? He's got it. He's got it legitimately. He says, I'll, I'm going to tell you when I'm cashing in, Roman. I ain't even trying to sneak up on you. Yeah. Well, then, okay, Roman's buddies come beat the fuck out of him, right? The Shield's back. They beat the fuck out of him. Not really a good guy thing to do, but... You're right. The shield's awesome. That's the a shield's, good point. I didn't even think about The that. shield's over, so the crowd's kind of behind it. Okay, so here's what Braun does the next week. You're going to have your buddies come out and beat the shit out of me. I'm going to grab a couple of guys, too. So he links up with McIntyre and Ziggler. Yeah. I got guys that have my back. Fuck you. Okay. Those guys were bad guys, so that makes Braun heal. But in reality, that makes sense. All that makes sense. And even the closing segment last week of Raw, they had the heel locker room come out and beat the shit out of the shield. But it it was in response to the Shield really running roughshod over everybody when they're together. That's the story that the Shield's, around. when the Shield's together, they're going to beat the shit out of you. Come together now to take care of it. If that was WCW doing that to the NWO, <laughs> it would be the exact same story. You're right. Hey, Hogan Hall and Nash is killing everybody. Let's let's stop this. Let's link up. Let's take care of business. The crowd be going through the roof for them being babies' faces. So. Yeah, I think that's kind of a confusing thing going on right now, and that's the main storyline on Raw, anyways. Uh, yeah, you know, the Shield being back together are the baby faces because those characters were the baby faces, and we love the Shield. But logistically, what what's he? What what did Braun Strowman do wrong? Not nothing really. <laughs> like if anything, he was more respectful than anybody that's ever been sure. had the money in the bank sure. contract. Like he's out there, he's like, "Look, I'm coming for you," and they're just like, "Okay, dummy." 
And then they sure. call on their boys and they beat his ass. But you know what the problem is, though? Is that if they would have went the classic route, let's say when the Macho Man jumped Hulk Hogan and the Mega Powers exploded, we were booing the Macho Man because the Hulkster was the good guy. And even though they told a good story where maybe Macho had the right to be jealous, Hulk was kind of moving in on Liz, and man, maybe. But, but, but Macho was the bad guy because we love Hulk. You're right. If You're Braun right. beat the shit out of Roman on his own and was dirty and he was mean, the crowd would have cheered like crazy. You're that's right. what they want to see. So it's, you know, that's it's something I was thinking about on the way here even. It's a difficult position to be in, to constantly write new content, constantly adapt with the times because so much, the formula has worked for so long, but the formula continually changes, right? Yeah. You think about with like Bischoff and McMahon, when you got the authority figures on camera getting the crap beat out of them, nobody beat up Jack Tunney or Jim Crockett in the 80s because it didn't matter. Nobody cared. So now it was yeah. the story of, oh, your boss is a dick at work, right? We can do that. We can do that here on TV. We can let you live vicariously through Stone us. Stone cold and vents and shit. And that, re- that just rejuvenated the entire business, the yeah. entire industry. So now in 2018, it's not, it's not the clear cut. This is what makes you a good guy. This is what makes you a bad guy. It's more, this is what we're going to present to you. The, what the, do you think? The narrative dictates sure. who's what yeah. anymore. So like, yeah, the context. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That's why New Day can still be unanimously loved and beloved and baby faces even though they're pulling heel moves half the time oh yeah yeah absolutely so it's all about just like who they say is the baby face and who isn't well and i mean that sort of thing happened a long time ago even with with a say a rick flair rick flair was always a heel he's always the big bad guy he was yeah. always cheating he's the dirtiest player in the game but by the time he got to like the late 90s even where it's like yeah he's a heel but he's our heel He's he's Ric Flair, yeah. And right now, if Ric Flair came out, I mean, you know, as as until he retired, but two thousand two, two thousand three, two thousand four, he was always doing low blows and eye pokes and stuff like that. And even if he's playing a heel character, he always got cheered because he was Ric Flair. So the the things were changing even then. And like you said, with the New Day, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna pull shenanigans because that's their deal and they're beloved because yeah. we 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 want them, we want to cheer them because we like them because we like them. Yeah, I mean, and if you think about it, like, just because you're a heel doesn't mean people don't love you. Yeah, exactly. Like, there, there are heels that are inc- incredibly over because people just like them. Like, I watch, I still watch Walking Dead because I really enjoy Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Negan. Negan. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's kind of the cheer same, for the heels. Well, the same thing. I'm a Game of Thrones guy, and I cheer for Ramsey Snow, man. Exactly. I, lo- like, I love if him. If you do something well, you appreciate. <laughs> That's what I'm that. saying. He's such a bad guy that I appreciate how good of a bad guy he is. On the NXT brand, yep. you got Tommaso Ciampa doing that right now. He is such a heel. And us, you and I, and we're, I we're fans, and I'm, I'm in the business, and I know all of it, and I watch those matches, and I want Johnny Gargano to win. I, I, you know, both guys are going to get paid. I know that. Yeah. Both guys are getting good exposure. They're going to have a great match. I know that. I, I know this. Yeah. But I still watch it, and in my heart, I want Johnny Gargano to beat the bad guy. They got me, right? Because yeah. Champa's doing such a good job. As the villain, exactly. Like it can still I want be you done. both to fulfill your fucking purpose yeah, and do it as well as you do. And I appreciate that you do it that well. Exactly, it can still be done. I think Daniel Bryan <laughs> and the Miz is is the closest thing on the main roster with that right now. Where Daniel Bryan's so beloved and the Miz is such an asshole, but you know, peel back the layers. The Miz is doing a great job. Yep, he's doing I a love great the fucking job with his character. Daniel Bryan is Daniel Bryan. And so, again, same thing. You know watching that they're both going to make good money doing this. You know, you watch it. You know that it's going to be good exposure. You know it's going to be a good match for the fans. You know all of that. 
and you still are sitting there on your couch going, man, like, come on, like, you want Dan Bryan to win. And the Miz wins and he cheats. You're like, ah, damn, you know, it, it, you, 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 we can appreciate the finish. We can appreciate the build. You can appreciate all that, but you still wanted the, yeah, you wanted your guy to win. So you <laughs> yeah. can still get that basic story. It's still there. It's just a little bit tougher to get to nowadays. Yeah. I think people tend to, t- to forget too that all the storylines you loved growing up and watching over the years and all the classic storylines, those were built up for a long like those were built up because you didn't have it every single month. It was easier. You didn't I, have like you it was kinda more so just going every pay per view to every pay per view. It absolutely so was. There was a lot of build up, a lot of speculate. You built it up yourself inside. There there, a lot there might more. be one somewhat big match on like your your superstars or something. But yeah. it would be like, like Saturday morning. Yeah, it shit. would be like Jake the Snake versus Virgil. Even then you still knew who was going to win. You still knew it was a spotlight. It was just a spotlight on the stars. Mm. And you did. You built it to the pay per views. There was less content to get there. It's difficult. It's difficult nowadays. And I actually thought on the way over here. <sighs> So let's talk about something like the NFL, right? If you're a football fan, right now the NFL season is starting. Everybody, if you're an NFL fan, you're all, you're excited. We're all going to watch. I'm going to watch the, the football game tonight, the Eagles and the Falcons. I, I won't care about that game in week six or seven, but it's week one, and I'm excited, right? Yeah. But there's an off season. There's a break. There's a big-time break. There's a gap where I haven't had any football. So today, sitting here on Thursday, opening night, I am excited. I want to eat some chicken wings and some pepperoni rolls, <laughs> and I want to drink a beer, and I want to watch football tonight, and I'm excited. Yeah. All right, We're excited to do that at WrestleMania. You know what I mean? We're really excited for it. Uh, for me, also with Royal Rumble. With Royal, Royal yeah, man, epic. that's the kind of the kickoff of that like season where it gets you. Yep, it's like game one. And then after that, there's that hangover. Right now, like so, the football uh, football is just my comparison for this argument's sake. You get to the Super Bowl, same thing. People have parties. It's people good, are excited. Comparison. And then like, and then it's just gone. It's out of your life, right? It's it's so you you don't have that hangover effect where life goes on there's still more there's not there's not more i mean there is there's off season moves there's transactions and if you're a big fan you'll have that um you know the draft things like that yeah. but there's not the content isn't there for months from february same, till same thing with like any other like story television show yep yeah television show exactly. breaking bad goes off fuck i got to game of thrones give me two years exactly man exactly. And, and i'm still i'm going to be so excited do you think now it's not going to happen so it's it's just a hypothetical because fox just paid him a billion dollars to get content there's way too much money for them to ever do it but do you think wrestling for A, the fans, and B, the boys would benefit from an offseason. Do I think it would benefit? Yeah. Do you think the interest... In a lot of ways, yes. I think the wrestling would be better. The guys would have more incentive. They could heal up certain sure. injuries. You wouldn't have people off all the time. It wouldn't fuck up storylines. Right. If you are if you're got some nagging injuries, but you know that, hey, we're going to be done in a week, you get through them and you're cool. Nowadays, you got nagging injuries and you get through the match, but there's another one the next day. Yeah. <laughs> there's never It never stops. I mean, now they're doing it like depending on who you are, you might do it three days in a row if you if you have to do something with NXT, too. Oh, and, and those are just the television days. They're still house shows. They, yeah. they wrestle five days a week, and that's an easier schedule than it used to be. It would cost less money because they'd be doing less. They they could pay the superstars more, which would also up their game. Sure. Like, you wouldn't have people like Dolph Ziggler leaving because he wants to do something else. Or, like, you, I mean, 
You you know what my thought? I do. I, I wouldn't say a long period of time, but definitely no, a long not time. not necessarily a February to September like football is. It's yeah. a long time. I kind of have thought process now where they have so much talent between the the Raw, the SmackDown, the NXT brand. They got a, their own UK brand. There's so much talent right now where wrestling necessarily wouldn't necessarily take a break, but maybe a group of guys does. Maybe the Raw brand. Maybe that group of guys are just the guys that you don't see for three months. Maybe those are three, and then and then maybe you splice it in because then when the next group of guys are off, you know, you kind of stagger them in. Where maybe a group of guys are off for three months, but then you kind of piece in, you know, Kevin Owens comes back three months out, and he comes over onto the SmackDown brand to have a few with Daniel Bryan. Now. No, dude, that's like you know, a fucking great yeah, idea. something something fresh, something new. Because even Daniel Bryan is crazy as if he's on every single show. AJ Styles is great as he is, and he's the best. He's on every single week. You get to the point where it's not that you don't want to see him, but you just care less. You yeah, care a yeah. little bit less than you did before. Nakamura was such an attraction coming in, and you just start to care a little less. So no, I, absence makes the heart grow fonder. It always does, and I think it's true in wrestling. When a guy comes back from an injury, yeah. you're excited. You're excited to see what they're going to do with him now. What, where's this toy going to? Great example. In? I put Dean Ambrose as my overrated, uh-huh. and I couldn't tell you how psyched I was when he came back. Came back, back haircut all jacked up, and you're like, like oh, "Fucking sweet. Ambrose, yeah. Go. yeah, exactly." It's an exciting thing, and he was, a, and he was, he was completely just, you know, he didn't do anything wrong in his in his run. He, he did his character well. It just wasn't exciting. He had good matches, but you just seen it every week, and to the point where it wasn't adapting, it wasn't evolving. Yeah, I, I that would be something I would really try to look into. I understand there's too much money on the table for it just to go away. I get that. Yeah. But you have the network. You could always have some content, but maybe some guys go away. And it's good for the boys. I'm sure you, you want to tell these guys that, hey, man, you're going to take three months off here. Just stay in shape, but go home, relax. Yeah, not the only reason they have so much time off is because they're hurt. Yeah. Like, that's not good. And, yeah. And you're right. Like the They wouldn't have to stop doing it 300 days a year or however right. much. You know what I mean? They could just rotate rosters you and give some rosters. people time off. I mean, think about it. Like, you watch Lost or something. Like, characters are coming and going, returning. Mm-hmm. Like, all kinds of... I mean... Sure. If anything, that would create more you could do storylines. There's always season finales and season premieres. So, imagine you get these... Sur- more surprise this, returns. This group of 30 to 40 guys, now you have a nine-month story arc. Yeah. And it culminates in nine months. So, you basically get, say... You divide it into, say, four groups where you would... Each group would have three months off. You have each have a nine-month story arc. And it culminates and you'd have... Close to four WrestleManias. Call it WrestleMania, Survivor Series, SummerSlam, and, and Royal Rumble, but everybody has their big payoff. And then when you know that big payoff is done, then they're gone for a few months. And now you're like, holy, oh, wow, that was great. And we're you excited when they come back in a few months. Yeah. They come back the next night, which is what they do after WrestleMania. They got to hit the reset button for everybody. Yeah. Everybody. And now, and then we get to where we're here after SummerSlam. We're hitting September. We're going to go into October. And the eventual Survivor Series will probably, you know, be a fairly loaded car, but we're going to go into that, and we're just we're treading water, even with good matches like AJ and Joe and Daniel Bryan and The Miz, uh, with Charlotte and Becky going on. You know, Ronda Rousey has her storyline. You got the Shield back together. There's so much stuff that you would think you're like, okay, I like that, but we're sitting here kind of, all right, we we'll get to the next part. Yeah. The, the, it would it would eliminate that whole rushing of storyline too. I think so. Like it would give people like. However long, six weeks, three months, fucking 
to really invest their time into cutting that really good promo, like yeah. setting it all up as yeah. opposed to like, all right, this is what we're doing this week. Do the best you can. And them kind of just half-assing it, not because they're lazy, but because they can't truly invest they can't. as much energy. You don't want to say they're being lazy. You don't want to say they're going through the motions, but at the same time, they, you know it's it's not the most important thing. You know, it's not WrestleMania because it's just not, it's, it's not a WrestleMania buildup, you know? Well, and, it just gives them more time to really think about it and lay it out the way it should be. Like, it's yeah. just not as rushed, which is always better. Right. And that's the thing, but, but money talks. That's the thing. That's why we went from four or five pay-per-views a year with uh, just syndicated shows to having live TV to having monthly pay-per-views because the people want it because wrestling got hot and the people wanted it and they're making money. They just sold that contract to Fox for a billion dollars. They're making money. They're not going to stop making money. They don't care that you and I are shooting a podcast in your living room in Canton, Ohio (laughs) talking about why we're a little bit sour on the product because the majority is tuning in. But yeah, I did. I, that was just kind of my thought process going in, especially with with football happening right now. Why am I excited for football? Why am I more excited to watch a football game than I would be a wrestling show? Even though I'm more of a wrestling fan than a football fan, well, because I haven't had it. Yeah. I haven't had it in my You've life. Had that anticipation. I had that anticipation, and I'm excited for it. And that would certainly add a lot more of that element to it. It, it would. It would. It would. I watch Raw and SmackDown most weeks, but I'll tune out for some stuff. You know, there's just some stuff that oh, yeah. feel like it's must watch. There's just like, oh, I can slowly play my game on my phone while this. Oh, sure, is yeah. You, there's other things to do. Uh, even with the All In show, I mean, I knew that's a loaded show on paper, but I feel like there's still so much wrestling I can watch at any time. I can put on the the New Japan Pro Wrestling app. Watch, I can. I mean, we're we're spoiling the sense I can watch great wrestling anytime. Mm. It's not even though this show is really cool and it's original and there's some great talent on there. It didn't feel like it was a must see yeah. for me. I had to work. I was cool with that. I had to work, and I'll figure I'll try to catch it some other time. I'm fine with that, knowing full well that I'd catch the results later. Yeah, you know, and that's that's unfortunate because it was such an original idea and it was such a cool thing that they did. But just because of wrestling as a whole, I, I felt like I was okay if I didn't catch it. Oh well, yeah, I mean, I I did to a certain extent too. I didn't watch it until like two days later. Yeah, you know? <laughs> there you go, there you but, go, man. But yeah, so there. I mean, we we covered a lot of stuff today, man, on a show that we kind of just decided to wing it. We, we, we it actually went pretty fucking well. We we kind <laughs> of we, we came up with a possible off season idea, a staggered roster idea that sounds pretty good. The yeah, more we dude, talked about it, we, we kind of threw that out there. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, we should wing know, it more often. We but. should wing it more often. That that came out okay. Uh Man, I, I guess that this is good a place as any to wrap up. We talked about no, the current sure. product. We we caught up with all of our fans out there, and uh, hopefully they uh, like, listen, subscribe, download, share, all that stuff. Right? All those it's things. It's all good things. T-shirts. You want T-shirts? MattArcher.threadlist.com. We're on Facebook, Facebook.com slash MattArcherMedia. I feel like I don't even need to say that anymore. Everybody understands Facebook. MattArcherMedia on Facebook. I don't understand anything about these sites, but I understand Facebook. It's the only one I do, so if Every- I can figure it out. It rules the world, dude. People get most of their news from that shit, too. Uh, We are also on Instagram. Uh, We are? Yeah, Matt Archer Media on Instagram. See, I like Instagram. I like the film. I like pictures. You like pictures? I'll even post clips on there from time to time. Um, I don't get it. I think I'm more of a, I have a face for radio. So I down down iTunes, iTunes and Stitcher and stuff like that. Download us there. If you want to watch us on YouTube, you can do that. 
I, I don't. I don't like looking at myself that long. I'm not that. I'm not that yeah. much of an egomaniac. I listen on iTunes. That's what I do. But tell your friends, please. Yeah, Give so us a listen. Uh, again, caught a lot of traction. Yeah. Stitcher, Castbox. Me and Jeff figured out. I don't know Jeff what that listening. is either. I didn't either. But if it Jeff works, Hughes. talk to Jeff Hughes. Big MMA star. He'll 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 tell you how to listen to a couple of bozos talking wrestling. That <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, check out all the other ones. Jam up, Jeff and Mark's title podcast. Bunch of potheads is going to come back soon. And uh, yeah, like, share, subscribe. Let the world know you love Ohio Wrestlecast. And until next time. Till next time. Thanks for everything. Bye, internet. There it is.